0: Please note, the conversations had and the advice given in this podcast should not be considered a replacement for therapy.
1: Hello, and welcome to Wine, Dine in 69, a podcast about dating, relationships, and sex. I'm Rachel Dalton, and here with me, as always, is my co-host, Anna Lovelace. Hello! How's it going? How is everyone? Hey! Hey, Happy, uh, day after Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a good one.
0: Oh yeah, right, right, right. I forget that, like, we do this in the future, but they... Yeah, it's very... it,
1: It takes a while to, like, get your brain in, like, the... Right, like, we recorded No Avatars Allowed on Tuesday this week, and we're like, Oh, so, yeah... Thanksgiving. How was it? Uh yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a it's a very very strange experience. But uh uh shout out, happy birthday to my mom. Her birthday was yesterday, Thanksgiving. Uh yeah. so she is sixty-one. Oh nice. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh yeah, so that's exciting. Does she listen? Um she listens to episodes when I tell her it's okay to listen. Oh, I
0: was about to say, maybe she should not listen
1: to this episode. Maybe. Probably Depends. not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She, I mean, my mom and I have a really great relationship to the point where, um, I don't know, like, you know, I started, well, now she has to listen because I'm going to be talking about how great she is, oh. um, but Yeah, I, uh, you know, I started masturbating really early in life and my parents never like shamed me for it. They just kind of were like, this is a thing that's okay to do, but it's a thing that we do in private. Yeah. Um, You know, my mom never told me that I like sex before marriage was awful and should never be done. You know, she just kind of told me sex is a complicated thing emotionally and it will be easier if you do it when you're married but if you ever decide that you don't want to wait then you come talk to me and we'll figure out how you can do it safely um so yeah it's like a really good uh dynamic and I mean as an adult I've done the walk of shame home Mm -hmm. like uh I had I was back home a couple years ago before my current relationship obviously and um I was rebounding hard and I uh, met this dude uh, who had a lovely British accent, um, which was always like something that I like wanted. That was like something that was like as dumb as it sounds. It was like on my bucket list. Um, Yeah. okay. So I so I I went home. I'd been talking to him for a couple months and then I went home uh, just for like a little break. And uh, and we went out on a date and I just told my parents, I was like, don't wait up. I will not be home tonight. And then like, you know, the next morning I walk in at like 8 a.m. And my mom's like, how was your night? And I was like, it was glorious. How was yours? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely have a, a good a good open relationship. And my mom, my mom, my mother prides herself on the fact that she she knows exactly how many men have been inside of her daughter. And that is, oh, a, direct Christ. Yeah. Wow. That is a direct quote. Yeah. Wow. was <laughs> a direct quote. So uh, <laughs> uh, she and I mean, it's it's more or less true uh so uh yeah she we have a pretty open relationship and I um uh, love her very much and uh wish her a happy birthday and in celebration of that we're going to be talking about sensation play today <laughs> in the transition birthday, of mom. talking about mom
0: <laughs> and now <Yeah>. sensation play <laughs> so uh yeah happy yeah. birthday mom <laughs> happy birthday um before we get into our topic though i have what you would consider listener mail and it is honestly super sweet like i, I quite literally love it when we get this there are, because i'm just an emotional human being in a general sense sometimes i'll get these and i'll be like almost crying so if you yeah. ever want to send mail in it really d- like w- we appreciate it so much um it's because first of all we just got started but also
1: yeah it's just
0: kind of nice to hear from you all
1: Definitely. So. Know, know that people are listening. And yeah. you know, my friend uh my friend Manette like reaches out every every like Friday when she's listening with like, you know, commentary on the podcast. And I always I always love that too. Um, you know, and just feedback in general. It's just nice to know that people are are uh, listening. So Yeah. Uh yeah, what 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 do we got?
0: So I could read the there's like one that is like um an email where I could just read the whole thing and then the other one actually was just very much like being super nice and being like, it's super great. And then also gave us a new idea for an episode, which actually we, I believe we're going to do next
1: week. Yeah. Yep. I think that's right? the the plan is to cover it next week. So, so I, uh, should I
0: say it or should I just leave it as a surprise?
1: Let's leave it as a surprise. <laughs> you can okay. read that one next week to get us into the topic.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true. Good idea. Okay. The other one. Is very much just like also very nice. Uh, so, I've been listening to the podcast since your first episode, and I look forward to the new episode each week. I've also just found out that I passed the bar to become a lawyer. Yeah, very Woo-hoo. exciting. Yeah. It was a long process, and listening to the podcast helped relieve stress during this particularly stressful time. As part of that relief, I also go on runs while I listen. Typically, I run at least one to two, one to one and a half miles. However, almost every Sunday night when I listen to your podcast, I've kept running, and in the last three weeks, I accidentally ran about 3.3 miles while listening to you. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, right. Keep up the good work. So we love that. Thank you so much, and also, um, you know, I hope that the 3.3 miles is a positive thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, For me, that would definitely be a negative, and I would be (laughs) in an asthmatic uh, problem. Mm So, uh, yeah, but that. Uh, we love that. And it's just nice to, you know, we we put a lot of work into this uh, with getting ideas together and doing some research. And um, it is nice because, you know, sometimes we just kind of realize that we have an idea for a topic and then you kind of we kind of realize like, oh, I know more about this than I thought I did. Um, yeah. You know, and for you, you do this as your career. Uh, and I just feel like every conversation that I ever have always comes back to like sex dating relationships so uh yeah i just yeah it's it's good to know that we're not just spouting bullshit and that what we're saying <laughs> is like getting out there uh sometimes i might be spouting bullshit but I mean, um, sometimes
0: you know. you know not everything i say is also
1: correct for sure sometimes i'm spouting bullshit so uh yeah but we do the best we can and thank you for that we really really appreciate it oh, and i kind of have
0: another one in relation um to the suggestion because there was a lot of talk before the suggestion of just like uh here here we go here we go. serious props for you two for making it definitely creates a welcome environment for people not only to feel um like you know heard and, and such but to not feel alone and scared to talk about things like this uh which is really that is like our whole reason That's for creating cool. it yeah
1: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah
0: we love that and thank you
1: thank you definitely um but but yeah other than that shall we shall we with that positive glowing i'm i'm standing up a little bit straight i'm not standing i'm sitting in my bed (laughs) but i'm sitting up a little bit straighter and um you know feeling feeling good so uh yeah uh sensation play so do you want to like start off with a a brief. I can give like the overview d- of like yeah the definition of like right. what what it is that we are discussing.
0: Yes. Okay. So, erotic sensation play. I'm reading it very much word for word. Is a class of activities meant to impart physical sensation upon a partner or yourself, as opposed to mental forms of erotic play, such as power exchange or sexual role playing. Sensation play can be sensual, where sensations are gradually pleasing and light um i would say many people would not consider themselves active in bdsm are familiar with this kind of play so many people who are in bdsm are familiar with this kind of play so it's kind of like you know using like tickling using a feather using ice right um i would Mm -hmm. say choking right what else falls under that quite a bit of things
1: i would say like whenever you take a sense away like blindfolding somebody or Mm -hmm. tying somebody up Mm -hmm. you're taking you're you're taking away one of the five senses, right? And so, it just like you know, they they say that when somebody loses one of their senses, their other senses become heightened. Mm-hmm. When you have a sensation taken away, let's say that you have a blindfold on, your other sens- senses are going to like kick into high gear, right? Your you know, the touches are going to feel a little different,
0: yeah, maybe more intense, yeah. And then the, it also like goes on to say. <clears throat> Sensation play in BDSM can also involve sadomasochistic play involving the application of carefully controlled stimuli to the human Deaths body. That's so we're going to get into. that, <laughs> Right, for sure. So that it reacts as if it were actually hurt. So while this can involve the infliction of actual pain, it is usually done in order to release pleasurable endorphins. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely going to get into that because I think... You know, if you're, if you're getting into, depending on the sensations that you want to to get into, um, some are just safer than others if you don't really know what you're doing, right? Like, you're not going to harm someone by, by, like, using a feather, right? It's going to be a lot more right. difficult. Um, but I do think it's important to talk about, like, if we are going to do, you know, you know, giving the sensation of pain, whether that's, like, wax, right? We're using mm-hmm. wax or we're choking or...
1: Um, we're doing bondage. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to kind of go over as well.
1: <laughs> and I think too um it's worth saying. So, you know, 50 Shades of Grey was a huge thing uh mm-hmm. a while back. And though though I do not though I'm not part of the community, um I definitely have some overlap with it uh mm-hmm. just by nature of Having, you know, the interest that I do, the people that I know, um, you know, uh, I've been to like meetups before, Um, you know, I don't really engage it in my own life on a regular basis, but, you know, once in a while, uh, sure. But I think the thing is, and it's kind of like what we've talked about in the past where like certain groups are so good at communicating because Mm -hmm. of, you know, they have to be. And I think that the kink community, the BDSM and kink community, is so good about ensuring that play is safe. I'm gonna say, whereas
0: they can be very good, yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think that there are people out there who, like you know, are interested in these things, but you know, like the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, maybe are not actually doing the research and to looking into how to do it right, right? Mm-hmm. So there's an interest in doing it, but the steps of making sure that it's doing done right are skipped over. And you, you can't skip over those steps. Um, right. They are extremely important. And I'm just going to shout out really quickly, I saved this on my Instagram, and I just think it's really funny the things that pop up in on my Instagram feed uh, when we know what we're going to be recording. So let me <laughs> pull up this saved one uh, because it's kind of... A conversation that you and i had over text fairly recently so uh this is a text and it's written in all caps and between each word is the clap emoji mm-hmm. and it it there's some spelling mistakes but it's fine all <laughs> right so it reads if your woman likes being choked during sex you're supposed to squeeze the sides of her neck with your fingers not crush her windpipe with your palm you idiot <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that that is like the, the the color of this episode, right? I want to make yes. sure that if we're doing these things, we're doing them safely because and I and I mean safely in like all of the ways. I mean physically uh-huh. safe, but also emotionally safe. Um because I think it is super important of if you know to be aware of the things that you you know can can tolerate to be aware
1: of the things so you don't hurt another person or hurt yourself. Absolutely. So um, maybe we should get into some types of sensation play uh, to start with. Um, You know, we talked about – let's just go over some of them first, then we can get into specifics. So there's wax with, like, candles, Mm -hmm. uh, as we discussed. Um, There's paddles and floggers. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, many people might engage in, like, some light spanking, but um, another type of impact play that people can use um, that is a little more intense are paddles floggers um which can be less intense more intense um you know it just kind of depends on what you want right um something that i would really like to try is a wortenberg wheel Mm -hmm. uh it's a it's a little i think you said it looks like (laughs) a
0: pizza cutter for reference (laughs) it looks like a pizza slicer but it's kind of got like little like spiky guys on it
1: yeah and it, it looks really scary um but uh depending on how much pressure you use it's like not you know Mm -hmm. it's gonna tickle more um it might be more intense the good thing is like everything about sensation play can be as intense or as light as you want it
0: correct yeah
1: um so you have temperature play you have like i'm you know some people use ice cubes um there are certain types of dildos or anal beads that are um like have a sensation of glass Mm mm-hmm uh you know, there's like audio types of – and I'll link this this website as well. Um, There's like audio types. You know, we've talked about ASMR before and I would love to get um, an ASMR creator on here to talk about uh, that link between the erotic and ASMR. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and there are lots of different apps out there for people who are into, you know, more auto erotica. Um, and then yeah. you know, it, kind Even of going music back to too. the food. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, of course. It can be as simple mm-hmm. as music, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, flavored accessories. So that's gonna the that's going to go towards you know the um, taste sense, mm-hmm. right. and you can refer back to our episode on food, episode eleven, <laughs> I think, <laughs> for that uh and then you know we talked about blindfolds and then one that i genuinely can speak to um is nipple clamps uh there's a really interesting um pain and pleasure paradox between uh like having your nipples clamped in some way so uh that's a really popular toy that you can use and again like it may look scary but you can apply as much or as little pressure as you like for that and Mm -hmm. uh uh personally you know I can say it's kind of a nice sensation if you like have one with a chain between and you just like you or your partner does a little bit of like light tugging on the chain um can be very nice <laughs> so that's just a little little piece of advice from me uh <laughs> but okay so like that's some of the basics did I miss anything do we um <clears throat> yeah I would say
0: that what what else I feel like I was thinking of something else um I think sensation play you really can just think of like the five senses and it can be anything because I think sensation can also be like wearing lingerie right like because that's Mm -hmm. the you know seeing right it doesn't have to be you know fully BDSM related it very much can be yeah like if weather is your thing mm -hmm, right exactly like a feeling it can also just be as simple as you know, sensation play as music or sensation play as, you know, I'm gently gliding my fingers on my partner's body or up their leg, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, you know, it doesn't.
1: Episode one, what makes you feel sexy?
0: (laughs) Right. It doesn't exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, it can be if you like, Mm -hmm. uh, it can be whips and chains 1000%, but it also can, especially if you want to start off slower, it can be, you know, yeah, it can be spanking. It can be Mm -hmm. like choking. It can be basically anything you feel comfortable with, um, is essentially sensation play. Um, if you're getting, you know, those senses involved, I would also say, you know, those, those bondage things, right? Like a lot of people talk about Mm -hmm. handcuffs. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, bondage, bondage can get very like fairly advanced as well. So it's making sure you're feeling comfortable with that. Um, yeah, and I think there's like a ton of different things that you can try and make it as long as you have consenting adult partner. Uh, or consenting <laughs> self. Yeah. Um, I think that it can be very fun.
1: And like, you know, it can also be um I mean We'll, we'll go into more BDSM episodes in the future, too, mm-hmm. um, because it's a very rich world. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's what's that one thing that says, like, one of the rules of the Internet is if you can think about it, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, I, another thing that just occurred to me is like a ball gag. Um, having mm-hmm. the ability to like not talk uh, be taken right. away. Uh, now, if you're going to do that, you need to come up with another way to communicate. Right. Like, Hand signals. Something. Yes, um, Because you can't. <clears throat> There needs to be a safe word or if it's not a safe word, like a safe motion of some kind that is very clear, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I use the illusion of like the stoplight a lot, you know, green, red, uh, yellow, right, for, um, you know, what like kind of defining like what you're most comfortable with. Um, but I guess like should we start with choking just because it's one that we bu- we were talking about via text earlier? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Now I'm, like, thinking, uh, yeah, because, like, at each of these we can talk about, like, safety and consent and things, Definitely. so we'll, we'll get into it. But, yeah, okay, so choking. Um, very much like you read, right, you're not going in and, like, mashing down on the front of the neck. Okay. Please, God, no. We are not, that's not People the- get hurt that way. Right, that is not the purpose. The purpose is to not- like crush the neck or crush the windpipe right you can do a lot of damage like that so if you are choking it's making sure you're doing it safely and you are p- applying pressure at the sides and you are also checking in with your partner and you have yeah whatever system if it's a green yellow red or if it's a safe word like mm-hmm. making sure you're checking in um, and the sensation is very much of like cutting off the breathing right and that's what that side bit does
1: yeah definitely and i mean this is going to be another episode where i overshare a lot i can already tell but um (laughs) even when i was like a kid i would experiment with breath play right like that sounds really weird for that sentence to be strung together and i understand that but you know again like started masturbating age like three, four, five. So, um, But I, I learned very early on in life that if you hold your breath uh, as you approach orgasm, that it becomes more intense. So that has led to an interest in breath play, um, mm-hmm. sing- single and uh, with a partner. And for me, I find that when it comes to choking, what it is that I find – the most it's 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 the it's the lack of breath right it's the breath, breath play itself but it's also the feeling of being held down at that mm-hmm. particularly vulnerable place right so it's it's about like do i feel like the person is like has like a powerful stance that makes me feel like I am you know submissive and sometimes I don't even need you know the squeezing at the sides of the neck it's literally just that feeling of being held down in that vulnerable place mm-hmm. um yeah uh, I I think I told you this but I I knew that I was going to fall for my partner when uh he choked me correctly on uh, <laughs> day one day used, one used proper form <laughs> <laughs> proper proper choking form yeah. uh yeah so um it's, uh, it's very important to do correctly because I mean, you're dealing with breath and, um, if you're not doing that, then like, you're not living. So, uh, <laughs> be sure that if you are like, and it doesn't even need to be high up too. like you can even experiment with doing more. I'm doing it to myself right now just to kind of get a sense of how to, um, describe it, but I would like say almost like collarbones. Yeah. yeah it's closer to the base.
0: Neck. Like the, um the palm right we're imagining the palm we're imagining choking someone so it's it's almost resting the base of your hand where the chest the collarbone starts Absolutely. and then you uh, squeeze at yep. the sides um uh-huh. for for good form whether you're doing the choking or being choked this is important for safety right and if you find that someone is doing it wrong on you it is i mean very very okay to be like hey actually this is this I, i've been taught this is how you are meant to do it for safety, um,
1: and, and and then that way, you know, they take it forward in their life too, and exactly, the correct information gets passed along.
0: Right, exactly, yeah, because we really don't, you know, the last thing we want during sex is to actually be harming someone and doing long term damage. Um, which is also some of the stuff, and and we maybe we can, if you feel good about it, we could move into bondage because there Perfect. are some yeah. safety protocols. <laughs> to be spoken about there as well yeah let's do it um so bondage can look a lot of different ways right it can be as simple as like handcuffs it can it can be very much as advanced as you know we are hooking people up to things we are you know lots of different knots (laughs) right aerial tying someone right Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing is right if first of all there are particular types of rope. Synthetic ropes are a little bit trickier to use because they get tighter and tighter because they slide. So it has been told to me by many of a- peoples that you don't want to use synthetic rope. Um, a lot of people choose to use like a hemp rope. And that- That and makes it. sense. hmm And that, because it stops, right? And, and it doesn't get tighter and tighter. And because the thing is, when it gets too tight, you can you're risking nerve damage.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And like a loss of circulation also, you know? Yes, like, yes, yeah. At best, it's a loss of
0: circulation. At worst, right. you're causing nerve damage. Nerve damage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: especially if you're tying limbs up uh-huh. like, above the head. It's making sure that when you are coming down from that, you're doing it slowly because you've been up for a while and you're making sure you're not staying in that upward pr- position for too long.
1: Absolutely yeah bondage is um i would like to learn more about that uh i i know uh i know i know some people uh that i would actually like to get on to the podcast to talk about you know um this type this type of thing
0: yeah Uh, i would love to get a professional on right i am i am reiterating information um because i am a therapist who does know a fair amount about BDSM and kink, and that's kind of what I advertise my therapy mm-hmm. as. Um, but I'm by no means a professional in that world. I'm a professional therapist, but not a professional at like BDSM yes. and p- kink. Yes. So I think it's important to raise those voices, and you know, ultimately, I would love to get, uh, um, an you know, an active dominatrix or an active sex yes. worker to come in and and SPs. really give us, yeah, really give us that professional. Um, space, so that's hopefully something I'm going to be able to do. And I don't want to say any names here now because I don't, you know, I want full consent and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. first. So hopefully we'll get someone on sooner than later.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, yeah, and for me, like the information that I uh have is from, uh, you know, going to meetups uh, in the community. Uh, I think I've taken two two or three classes on some of these things Mm -hmm. on just my own like personal research so uh you know we're we're passing on information that we got from professionals but we ourselves are not are not professionals correct so that is important to say uh to say from the gate um so that's a good one bondage um and I think uh maybe like wax is another one to move to this is one that I I mean, and, you know, I think we need to get, I'm thinking too, it, things can get as intense as like blood play, but I am not the right person to ask about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I have no idea. So <laughs> we're going to have to bring somebody into that one. Yeah. Uh, and there's too many, like,
0: safety warnings for me to give. Uh, we'll only do the ones where I can give my little safety warning. Yes. And, like, be able to, to do that in a shorter period of time.
1: Yes. But I would say for, for wax, um, and we're getting into temp- temperature play here, mm-hmm. for wax, isn't it true that you can't just use any candle? Correct. Yes. You that is very to... true. <laughs> They're very special candles for this you can't just you know decide on a whim one friday night hey i think i want to try you know dripping wax on my partner's back um uh there is special candles that are specifically meant for so, this
0: 100 percent. you can literally get them through a sex shop but mm-hmm. ultimately if you if you don't want to go that route it's making sure they're soy or paraffin because they have a, a lower burning like a it doesn't get as hot Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you use these candles that you have at home that, first of all, are, like, scented and full of chemicals, which is probably not great for skin anyways, and someone might right. have a reaction, but they also get super fucking hot. Like, not a normal hot, like, third-degree burn hot. So if you use paraffin or you use soy, it will not burn you. Um And also the trick to it is you want to start um, high up, right? You don't want to be super close to the person's skin and, and pour Correct. it right on their, on their back, their arm, their legs, whatever. You kind of want to have a little bit of distance and, you know, you want to be, um, aiming it best as possible. That's why you kind of want to have something down on the floor, um, or wherever and you're at.
1: You don't want to, you know, this is just common sense, but you don't want to put wax on like the areas where the skin is thinner. Like, you know, there are just like, you know, when the, uh, there are babies and you test the, um, like the bottle, the temperature of the milk, like on the inside of your arm, that's not like a great place to put wax. Actually. It's a very sensitive area, right?
0: It's actually, it it depends, right? It can actually be a very nice place to put wax as long as you, it is not like super friggin' hot, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you, you have, right. So, one hundred percent. Do not start there, right? It is more sensitive. Right, right, right. You are gonna want to start on a surface area that is longer, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the butt, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say I definitely have seen it done on the forearm, on the inside of the arm, too. As long oh, as you are keeping some distance, um, and also keeping in mind if if you are hairier or your partner is hairier, um, mm-hmm. that that might be a little bit of a difficulty too. What they say is to help with that, to help with removal putting baby oil down first cuz then it kind of just comes right
1: off. Yeah, cuz it's not sticking to like a skin surface at that point. It's going to exactly. stick to the oil and yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I wasn't even thinking about like hair probably because, you know, I I uh have less of it. But yeah, I actually right. <laughs> <laughs> to think of it if somebody were to put wax on my like forearm, uh it would not be a good time. Yeah, on the
0: front of so. it where there's
1: hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh I can't believe that I used to like shave everything. That's Ridiculous. Um, I mean, everybody, you do you, right? But uh, yeah. I realized that a lot of the reason why I was shaving was not because I liked it, but because I thought that uh, I thought that the boys liked it, and that's not a good enough reason.
0: Just a slippery little seal of a person. Yep. Oh, God, I hated
1: that. <laughs> I hated it.
0: Uh, and I also oh. I recognize that I'm giving like. Only the safety side of things, which maybe is like a bit of a bummer. I I feel like I'll try and give you the safety thing and also be like, and it is, and it can be fun. fun. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, right. It can be very like pleasurable and fun. And start slow. Start slow. Start on bigger surface areas. Um, But yeah, it's going to be hot. And if you've ever had like a hot stone massage, it's going mm-hmm. yeah, to be that,
1: but, you know, more focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, with that, uh, you know, there's the opposite uh, with, like, ice, if you want to, like, use mm-hmm. ice. Um, I feel like there's, like – this is more of, a like, another common sense thing. Um, you know, it, it, you run a little bit less <laughs> of risks with ice than you would with, like, you know, something that's literal fire. Correct. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, just – I think the key again is start slow, you know, don't, don't start with ice immediately on the nipples, maybe start working your way like around the breast, um, you know, don't immediately go for the balls or, you know, the, the vagina. Um, start in other areas. And that's the fun of it too, right? You're teasing inwards. Mm-hmm. So you're starting further out and you're teasing inwards to like the one point that's like your ultimate goal. Right. Um.
0: um this also yeah. should go without saying, but, do not ever put dry ice on your body or someone else's body. Jesus oh my Christ. God. What? Don't do that. <laughs> we have I, to don't say that? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel that some people really don't know that. Um and I want to make sure that we t- we j- I just wanted to say it. I just felt like I needed to okay. say it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's uh, Yeah, for the
1: love of God. Um yes. <laughs>
0: for the love of God, do not put dry ice ice on your body or anyone else's um also if you don't want to go ice directly uh in the beginning you can actually put an ice cube in your mouth and then use your
1: mouth yes that's a great tip mm-hmm. um, that's, if you uh,
0: want it to be like very- pleasurable but not like direct
1: Yes, that's a great tip, actually. And that's probably a good place to start. I mean, and this all takes communication, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like we did so many episodes early on um, in the podcast where we were talking about how to communicate with your partner in the bedroom, how to communicate with your partner emotionally, how to right. – because like, you, you're not going to be doing any of this stuff safely unless, you know, you have that that base of trust there. Right. Um, but I guess that kind of brings us to uh, – do we want to talk about, like, paddles, floggers, spanking tools? Yeah, well, there's a ton, but yes. <laughs> I think the this this is not a one-size-fits-all situation, right? So mm-hmm. you can't – like, I would recommend that you go and pick this out with your partner together, mm-hmm. right? So you get a sense of, like, what their limits are, what they want. You know, if it's going to be a whip that has, um like, the, the – what do they, they call it? A not, cat of nine tails, yeah? Mm, yeah, with the, like – multiple stringies, mm-hmm. yeah um you know or if it's going to be more of a paddle you know if it's going to be leather if it's going to be you know p- please don't start off using wood um mm-hmm. you know but there there's going to be lots of different tools and you know this isn't something you can just like have in your house and pull out and be like hey i got this for us you know um, hey surprise yeah <laughs> it, it, it's something you really should pick out uh, as a unit whether that be with a partner you've had for a really long time, whether it be with, you know, friends with benefits situation, um, there is nothing to say, again, that you can't experiment with all these things. You don't need to be doing this with a long-term partner. You can do this with, you know, somebody that you might just be hooking up with. The key is that you respect each other and are communicating the entire yep. time. And there's consent and there's safety. But, yeah, so also you can use toys on
0: yourself like that. You really can with your own ass. You can. Um, if you want to get, like, a crop – It is very easy. flogger is very easy. Um, You can do these things with yourself, but I'll say, uh, you know, scaling it back a little bit to not even the use of toys, but let's say we're slapping Mm -hmm. uh, in the face or we're punching in the face. (laughs) I know not everybody is here for punching, but I figure I would give a safety. You know what?
1: I'm not going to kink shame. It's not for me, but I know that there are people who are into it, so let's let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, hell
0: yeah. So I want to talk about... Slapping the face, punching in the face, or anywhere else. And I also want to talk about like slapping the booty. The booty is the safest place, right? Big surface area. A lot of fat there, yeah. Mm -hmm. It can take a bit Well, there is on me
1: because I was about to say.
0: It depends on the person. Um, (laughs) But it's making sure you're never hitting the tailbone. Stay away from the spine with anything. If you're flogging, if you're whipping with anything, stay away from the tailbone and spine sensitive area. Like, Stay to the chunks of meat. Don't the go chunks. The meat. chunks. Don't go to like you know limbs if you're going in really hard or like mm-hmm. somewhere sensitive. Just being very cautious about like what you're going to hit. Um So let me think about this. Smacking the butt. You can use open palm. You can use cupped palm. Cuffed mm-hmm. might feel a little bit better for your for your hand depending on how hard yeah. you're slapping. Um I would say f- Face too, but making sure you're not hitting the ear when you're slapping because you can full on burst someone's eardrum.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um stay away from the ears. And that goes for I think almost all of this. You shouldn't be putting wax near the ear. You shouldn't you probably you I mean you could probably put ice like around like the earlobe, but you shouldn't be putting anything that could go into your ear near. Don't put
0: anything in your ear. Um I mean you could put a tongue in there. That's cool. Yeah. But don't put, like, something that can just, like, get lost in there. Yeah. Uh, or burn it, because it is sensitive. So
1: Goes for the vagina, the nostrils, the booty hole.
0: Yeah. Well, you can put a bunch of stuff in the well, vagina yes. and the booty hole.
1: But, yes, nothing that, like, you
0: you want to see it again, basically. I was thinking specifically wax. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely <laughs> err on the side of caution, for sure. Oof. Uh, yeah, now I'm like m- imagining that. I'm like, oh, God. Nightmare damn. fuel. Damn, yeah. That does not feel good. So, <laughs> so slapping the face, right? We're not hitting the ear. Uh, some people like to brace the other side of the face with the other hand just so you don't break their absolute jaw. But like right. it really depends on how hard you're hitting. Um, punching you gotta, you gotta, you know, ask the person what they like. You gotta ask them, like, do they want to have bruises or not? Like, it's all dependent on where that person's at. Um, but here's the only safety thing. If you are the punch- person punching and you don't know how to punch, um, it's making sure your thumb is on the outside of your fist. Oh, for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going to break your thumb. Yep. So that's pretty much the only safety thing that I want to put out there is like, just making sure you, you know how to hold your fist if you're going to be punching.
1: Yeah, oh gosh. Yeah, I learned that when I was um doing like stage combat classes in uh, college that oh, please please do not punch with your thumb inside your palm. Right. They're yeah, let me know now. It's a fast track to a broken mm-hmm. thumb in a, in a bad time. <laughs> Now, there's some more like external things, you know, that, you know, I, I mentioned the Wartenberg wheel, Um, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about feathers. Mm-hmm. Those are some things that don't necessarily have safety precautions attached to them other than, you know, please use common sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, we can definitely talk about, you know, we kind of talked about how like when people, a lot of people say that one of the things that makes them feel sexy is like light touches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've kind of gotten into this like pleasure pain paradox um you know with some of this more bdsm um heavy stuff right. but there still is this like lighter touch too My God, yes
0: that is very much an option the only reason right i don't feel like i went into it in particular is because there's not really a warning like
1: there isn't a <laughs> warning yeah just use common sense and talk right. to your partner um you know feathers can be very nice um mm-hmm. uh you know there are the, the wartenberg wheel again that can be a little more intense the more pressure you that you apply um, um your nails if you have nails mm-hmm. be, even just scratching someone's back like in a not
0: even a sexy way but just like scratching someone's back can be nice mm-hmm. um yeah like light touches um face caressing like that mm-hmm. counts as
1: sensation playing with hair definitely and those are things that like you know act as foreplay they act as um like you know during the act uh they can they they work in a lot of different ways also
0: just Um, don't pull someone's hair unless they say it's okay don't be in the middle of sex and just fucking pull someone's hair real hard like do not do that yeah
1: i think that goes for a lot of things like don't make any assumptions. um anything that's outside of vanilla uh you know and i don't even know how we define vanilla these days but um anything that's like outside of like you know what the norm or whatever you know but
0: fuck you know. i'm even pressed to say talk about what sex means to you right because yeah, maybe someone yeah. has a different definition of sex and you need some clarification right because here's the thing with you know sex outside the binary of for a lot of people who you know are in that heteronormative sex means penis and vagina but outside of that in the queer community sex can mean about 45 different things Absolutely. So I would yeah. never assume there's like, yeah, there's this normal or vanilla. Like, talk about your sex because even if it feels clunky at first, I can promise you that it will be better
1: yes. and better
0: the more you talk about it. And it'll get less and less uncomfortable the more you talk about it.
1: And like, yeah, I was going to say it might not seem like the sexiest thing in the world, but like better to like talk about that stuff all up front and then, you know, then, then you can – be released on the playground. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck it up. Uh, Consent is sexy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, definitely just communicate about what, what you want out of the experience. Right. Um, you know, like, I know, I, I know what my vanilla is, but you know, everybody's vanilla is going to be a little bit different. So, um, it, I, I don't make any assumptions about, um, what, what, you know, if it's your vanilla, it might not be somebody else's vanilla. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a fair. I mean, yeah, I, I I correct myself. Um, I wouldn't say if it's outside of you know the norm, I would say that you should just talk about it regardless because everybody's vanilla is different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: But yeah, so, um,
0: what did, yeah. What else? What else is there?
1: Blindfolding. Let's think about like taking away a sensation. So you know, mm. we we talked about bondage, which is taking away touch. We talked about um. Do, 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 do. We talked about nipple clamps, but I don't really think there's any safety warnings that go away around with that other than do what feels good for you. Mm-hmm, um, we yeah. talked about the flogging, the paddles. Um, yeah, blindfolds. There's not really a safety thing that goes along with it, but let's talk about how it can heighten the senses, how it can make an experience more intense and pleasurable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean… Oh well. Oh my God. Why, what's wrong with me? I literally. It's be. It's 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 a good thing, but uh, if you're gonna have any sort of like sensation deprivation, you you definitely need to have a safe word, right? Because absolutely, there are experiences that we've had in our past that sometimes come into play when we are having sex, and sometimes maybe an act is totally fine one time, and then yeah. another time it's not. So it's knowing when. You need safety and it's, and it's having a partner that you very, very much trust if you're doing these t- sort of things, because it's so important that you need to feel that they're going to take the blindfold off immediately, or they're going to, they're going to cut the bondage immediately if you, if you're not feeling safe. So it's yep. really about safety and trust, communication. Um, and yeah, if you're going to have sensory deprivation, very much knowing that, that you yeah you're with that person you trust that person and doing what feels safe.
1: Definitely. Um so in terms of, you know, blindfolding, I would say that's one where, you know, your your words aren't necessarily being taken away. Now if you have a ball gag too, you need to find another way to communicate, right? <laughs> um but I think that there's a really big link with all of these sensory deprivation things, whether it be choking, whether it be um, you know, being blindfolded, whether it be being tied up, mm-hmm. handcuffed, um I mean, it's sexy because you are vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? That is why it is sexy. But because you are vulnerable, you need to make sure that you trust the person that you are allowing to, you know, dominate you. Um, Even if, you know, you aren't considering it a a, um, BDSM interaction. Like when one person is submitting um, and being vulnerable, the other person is the dominant sexual partner. Mm -hmm. um and so just if you have a blindfold on coming up with a safe word if you have a ball gag coming up with some sort of place that maybe is a little weird that you might not normally touch Mm -hmm. um in like a normal interaction or maybe you you know tap them on the top of the head three times in a row or something like that whatever whatever it it might be to let them know that like this needs to stop Mm um but Having those senses taken away, like I said, it's sexy because it's vulnerable. It's sexy because you're not in control. And um, I-, I can speak for myself and I can speak for a few people that I know. Many people who like having control in their day-to-day lives really like submitting um, in the bedroom. Uh, just because it's a it's an opportunity to like let go and um, allow somebody else to take control of the situation. So um, I think that's what's sexy about it. And, you know, if you're the dominant partner, you do have a little bit of a responsibility there. Um, And it's important to to know that and to always be listening. Don't you can't allow yourself to get so wrapped up in things that you're no longer listening or paying attention.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think definitely. um, Right. If, If the other person is. Yeah, tied up or something. You really do need to be t- paying attention to those cues, but also the responsibility of everyone involved to, to very much voice your needs. Um, you know, don't, don't do something that you feel like your partner likes just for your partner, right? Making sure that you are actually enjoying it. And if you're not letting that person know. And I think that's like something to stress hugely of like, that is our and, you know, sometimes we don't know until we're in it and then we're like, okay, never mind, I really don't like this yep. and we want to give things a try. But that is very much our all of our responsibilities to be open and honest and, um, you know, for experimenting with something to be communicative of, you know, I've never done this before. Um, yep. I'm a little nervous, so let's take it slow, right? It is a huge responsibility to be honest with yourself and the people around you and making sure that you are... Yeah, feeling good and safe to the best of our ability,
1: and it's okay. I mean, and this has become a really big conversation point recently with the Me Too movement. It's okay to, like you said, start something and then midway through go, I mm, uh, I changed my mind. I don't want I don't want two fingers in my ass anymore. Right? Um, it's that's okay. Um, and you're not letting anybody. I know that I and um. Many people that I know have been in situations before where they feel pressured to continue where they feel like it's easier to continue. Um, uh, You don't have to. Right. Um, You know, respect your body, respect what your gut is telling you, um, and uh, you're allowed to ask for it to stop, demand Mm -hmm. for it to stop.
0: Right. Yeah, demand, you're allowed to, yeah, make it stop, whatever that looks like.
1: Um, let's see, what else? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what are we missing? We talked a lot about safety, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I feel like we're going to get into this these topics, like, even more in depth um, we are, yeah. in the yeah. future. And so it's good to have all of those safety caveats from the beginning.
0: And um I honestly will probably friggin' do it every time we talk about it, just because it's a good reminder.
1: <laughs> it honestly is. Well, you know what? Um, I saw a video recently. Of who, it was basically people being put into like sensory deprivation body bags as a kink. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh well. You know what? We didn't even really talk about. Um. Uh, I feel like there's a word for them, but you know when you fully are in leather like you're full like a bodysuit. oh yeah-hmm that's definitely a thing and I feel like it's kind of similar to yeah being put in but that's like even more fully no sensations
1: mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like the like full like leather like latex mm-hmm. suits I'm thinking like American horror story season one <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh
1: yeah that's that's a definitely a, a sensation I mean at the end of the day it's think about what makes you feel good and think about um how you can communicate that and make sure that you're being safe while doing it.
0: Yeah. um, Of course I have a warning. Um, Just allergies, just being aware of what you're allergic to. because a lot of people actually do have a latex allergy.
1: More people than you would think. Um, Mm -hmm. However, 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 I would also like to say, uh, because I've dealt with some huge douchebags in my time.
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: If somebody says that they have a latex allergy, and they refuse to wear any sort of condom, whether it's latex or not, and they're using a latex allergy as an excuse not to wear a condom, run the fuck away.
0: Ew, gross. Yeah, this is the fucking same thing. That is awful. Yeah, if Um, someone is real, like, you can be allergic to latex, and then there are other other condoms. Like, there are other options. There are other things. Um, Right. I totally agree with that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, just that gives you a little peek into some of the shit that I've dealt with in my 30 years. Mm. Um, Yeah, run, run the fuck away. Um, But yeah, so sensory deprivation tanks, I guess we can, uh, there's a really interesting, let me see if I can find the video, actually. Uh, Yeah, I can link it. I can link it um, just so people can learn more about it. Yeah. but yeah, it's it's if I recall it was basically oh my god. It was basically um, you know, being put into like this this body bag where they had a, a way to breathe, right? So it was like a tube that was allowing them to breathe. Cool. But I what's the so see that would make me very anxious, right?
0: Yeah, already you talking about it, I'm like, "Oh god, no." Yeah.
1: It, it basically like I'm like it feels like a body bag um to me. Yeah. That's it would Don't feel have- very constricting.
0: Don't put me. Don't put me anywhere small. Don't put me anywhere where I can't. See, like even sometimes when it's a real, 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 real dark, and you can't see like the hand in front of your face. I'm kind of. I'm already out. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. not for me.
1: <laughs> oh, where is it? I'll have to see if I can find it. And when I do, I'll link it in the. I'll link it in the uh, show notes. But right. uh, yeah, it's it's a very. I. I would like to get somebody on who has tried something like that because mm-hmm. for me, I cannot fathom how that would not be anxiety-producing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I would love to talk to somebody about how that is kinky or sexy. Like, I know a lot of people do sensory deprivation, um, like tanks for anxiety, right? Like, or like swim sensory deprivation, like swimming pools or something like that mm-hmm. for anxiety. But the idea of essentially being put into a body bag um where you don't feel anything f- would be- feel very bizarre to me
0: yeah some people you know it all depends on what you like um but i would say <clears throat> either like small confined spaces or like complete sem- like sensory deprivation like complete like cut off Either you are like, hell yeah, I'm into that shit, or you're like, nope, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want that. I, I find it very rare where where I meet someone where they're like, oh, you know what? I have I haven't really thought about that. Maybe. Like <laughs> I find that it's very much one or the other.
1: Yeah. Something, I mean, that's uh, a, a very specific kink, right? And yes. I mean, I find that with most kinks. You know, I mean, for blood play, for example, that's that's a red for me. That's a hard no. Um, mm. You know, uh, like fe- feces play is a hard no for me, yeah, but say, for other people.
0: Yeah, scat play is like a huge it's polarizing, right? Either it's very you're, polarizing. You're into it and you're like, yeah, full steam ahead. Or you're like, no, thank you. I, I yep. do not want that at all. <laughs>
1: You know, but some of these other things that we've discussed, you know, blindfolds are kind of easy way to like delve into sensation play. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I probably wouldn't start with like crazy bondage with like Mm -mm. rope. Maybe start with a pair of handcuffs. Yeah, Uh, they're like start by holding someone down. You know, yeah. There's also um, I have uh, it's called kink tape. It's like a tape that sticks to itself. Okay, okay. And so you can use it to tie. Actually, I wonder where that went. Uh, haven't seen it in a while. I'll have to check with my partner. Um but yeah, like there's like this thing called like kink tape which like sticks to itself and you can use it to uh tie your partner to a bedpost, to tie their hands together. Mm-hmm. Um and it comes off, you know, relatively like it it's it keeps the person tied up, but it's easy to undo and get them out of. Yeah. So, um that's like, you know, if you don't want to do a pair of handcuffs you can always try the kink tape.
0: Yeah, and and really a lot of them, a lot of these things that we've talked about, they're on a spectrum, right? They're Absolutely. on a spectrum. So, it's finding what feels good, right? When we talk about like like, you know, sla- slapping on the butt, it goes all the way to like okay, I'm using like yeah, a huge flogger. Like, right? It it it's such a spectrum and you find what feels comfortable for you. Um, and maybe it's not pain at all. And it's like, maybe you're just like touching the butt. Maybe you're grabbing the butt. Right. Or maybe you're tickling. Like, yeah, really it's, it's finding the sensation that feels right for you because I also know a lot of people that don't, you know, they, they don't kind of enjoy that pain and pleasure together. Um, and, and they don't mm-hmm. find it pleasurable at all. And that's very okay too.
1: So it's fine. Finding- and that's a spectrum too, right? right. Like, mm-hmm I don't want to be cut like I don't want to indulge in blood play, but I'll I'll get my ass lapped with a flogger or, you know, try the nipple clamps or, you know, whatever. Like you just figure there's no right or wrong Mm-mm. recipe. You can take what works for you and leave the rest and there's no shame. And if you are somebody who's maybe a little bit more experienced with these types of things, um, I would just urge you to. Like if you are partnered with somebody or, you know, you're seeing somebody who maybe is less, um, just try not to overwhelm them <laughs> immediately. Um, You know, don't don't set demands, um, you know, and yeah. really don't let it be let it be more of a conversation between the two of you rather than you know saying well like this is what I want this is what I do um you know it's it's great that those are your interests but not everybody is always going to be at that level immediately
0: yeah and I and I find that you know if you are typically someone who likes more um you know on the spectrum you're more towards the in more intense side of the spectrum um that you already kind of know that you like these things and it, and it's almost I, i've seen it on dating apps i've seen people just come out with it if you know honestly sometimes and a lot of times bdsm is an actual lifestyle um Absolutely. so I, I find that if you are more polarized on the one side of the spectrum that you're kind of already finding those people who who enjoy yeah. this
1: um yeah. for those who uh i think we've talked about fet life before i don't know have we I feel like we, we might must have. have, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, like FetLife Life is um, you know, a, a good resource to talk with many different people um about these types of things, a good way to meet people. Um, um
0: I also heard that Twitter is the new thing. It's the new ooh, way. Mm-hmm. Very Yeah, Twitter's the way. <laughs> I like I'm how whispering both are just like, <laughs>
1: very Just like ooh, Uh, but yeah, you
0: know, like anything. I don't think if you're if you're not in it, you're not you're not in it. And I think there are probably some coded experiences. But honestly, people have just told me like you can full on fucking say whatever you want on Twitter in any case. So
1: yeah, yeah. Right, and you're not gonna get banned,
0: right? On Instagram, if you show like if if any under if like, boob. right it's like uh, <laughs> a literal 25 percent of an areola is showing they're like well you're banned and i'm just like what is ha- what's happening free the titty
1: yo yeah free the so, titty
0: there are just better <sighs> social media sites than others for a little bit more freedom in that regard
1: uh tumblr i hear is also pretty great oh my
0: god that's so funny because isn't that yeah It's just like old school, you know what I'm saying? Like I Mm -hmm. haven't been on a Tumblr in 45 years, Um, but I actually know someone back in the day when Tumblr was like hot, hot, they met their partner through Tumblr.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. um, Tumblr is supposed to be a really um, great place uh, just for resources for a lot of the BDSM community. So uh, that, that's an interesting place to look as well. And you know what? At the end of the day, like, if you are interested in these things and there's a particular thing that we said that piqued your interest, um, the internet's amazing. You know, there's YouTube. Uh, there are different sex websites. There are podcasts. Right. If you
0: get very interested and you really want to enter into this, I hire a goddamn professional. There are so Mm -hmm. many BDSM, dominatrix, people in your area that right now, because everything is online, are holding information sessions. Learn from an expert. Give them Mm -hmm. your money. Give sex workers your money, right? Like, we're giving you very top of the friggin', you know, the top of the iceberg, right? There's so much more and there's so much more depth and there's so much more safety, um, you know, parts of the body that you shouldn't fucking hit with anything ever. Like, there's so much more to learn if you're really interested. I, I would, I would urge you to kind of look at dominatrix, uh, or BDSM experts in your area, and pay those people. That's their job.
1: Yeah, and they're gonna do stuff online. I mean, I have, um, over quarantine, attended a couple webinars on mm-hmm. uh, a few different subjects. Um, I did some through Dame. Uh, I follow uh, Sex Nerd Sandra, Sex With Emily, Tristan Taramino. Those are all uh, really great people uh, that I have uh, gotten a lot of this information from. Yeah. And, and
0: go local too. Right. Bonus, 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 local person of color, sex worker. Yeah. Give them yep. your fucking money. Give them your fucking money, even if you don't do – like, just give them the money. So <laughs> – <laughs> that's my personal belief <laughs> um but you know be taught by an expert be taught by someone who really knows what they're talking about and who has really had those experiences and and um and ultimately that's what we're going to do here is we, we really do want to lift up
1: those voices mm-hmm. um, and give you so, connections to people who exactly um, you know know more than we do Yes, exactly. So, stay tuned. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so we have we have some exciting things um, you know, the I guess, you know, this can be our our beginning of outro but yeah we have some exciting things in the work works um probably not until 2021 are we going to be dealing with more guest situations just because um you know things are kind of crazy right now uh but would love to get uh more guests on in 2021 i mean my goal would be to get a guest on once a month uh ultimately right when we can so uh we have a few more episodes that we're really excited about this year but
0: yeah, and if anyone is listening who is like, "Oh, bitch, I know more than you," email us. We will have you on. Please, yeah. like, school us. We're we're happy to get schooled.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean that's a conversation that you and I had in the very beginning, right? Is that we don't want to come into this being like we want to learn too, right? Right. Exactly. Um, I don't ever want to. Uh even though in, in my own personal life, you know, I have a hard time admitting that I'm wrong. Um, you, you can't have a platform like this and not be willing to learn. So we're here because we, we want to learn.
0: Yes,
1: 100%. Yay. Well, um, anything else? I, I think that's it for me.
0: I, I did okay. all the safety I could do.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I mean, that is paramount. Like if, if you're not willing to be safe, then you shouldn't be doing any of this um, yep. ultimately yep. is, is yep. what it comes down to. So um, well, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Next week, we're going to come back with a, uh, I think in fact, two listeners have requested this topic. I had somebody reach out to me asking about it and um, you know, then you got the listener mail that we'll read next week asking about mm-hmm. it. Yep. So um, yeah, next week we'll be back uh, with a, uh, requested I was going to say highly requested topic but you know what to us two people requested. is highly requested it is so it? <laughs> So uh, we'll be back next week with a listener uh, requested topic and um, until then uh, enjoy your holiday weekend and for Rachel Dalton and Anna Lovelace this has been Wine Dine and 69 and let's keep talking